Hey, 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 good people. Happy Thursday. We are back with another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. Hope you are enjoying your day and doing what you need to do to make sure you and your family are safe as we continue what uh, is now or is now being extended to April the 30th here for the quarantine social distancing here in these United States of America. I hope you are using this time to tap into what has been dormant in your life. The Cool Sore podcast has been dormant for quite some time, but we are back and so very excited. Like every time I sit down and do an interview, I'm like, oh, oh God, I miss this so much. So tell a friend to tell a friend to follow us at Cool Sore War on the gram and on the Facebook. Follow myself at Rashawn Ali. Please do that. Speaking of which, I am trying to get it all the way in. Uh, Many of you know that I am a children's book author. And so we are a lot of parents are in need of activities. So I have teamed up with Brushed Studios here in the ATL, Mableton to be exact. And we are doing a mommy and me party with yours truly, Rashawn Ali. And we are going to be painting my lead character in Piper Sky's Pink Popsicle Shoes virtually. So if you go to brushedstudios.com, you can get more information on how you can join along. That will take place April the 11th. And then on April the 25th, calling all cool sorors to the floor. We got some here, but we need some more. We're having a cool soror sip and paint party yes it's going to be fantastic so we have come up with this beautiful painting uh you sign up on brushedstudios.com you sign up for your sorority's cool sore t-shirt and then uh you can pick up your canvas all the information is on brushstudios.com but you can pick up your canvas at an allotted time Everything will be safe. Of course, uh, all of our people will have gloves and mask on. You pick up your painting and that will be April the 25th and you get a T-shirt with the cost for the party. So what a way to get together, have a little fun and mix and mingle with cool sores from all of our respective sororities. So we're coming together. We're doing this and I'm going to choose one person from each sorority to interview during our sip and paint party. Ain't that cool? We got to be innovative in these times. okay? you got to be innovative. So I'm being innovative with my good friend, Vernicia Resper. She's also the publisher for Piper Sky's Pink Popsicle Shoes. Let me tell you, the girl is a a, a serial entrepreneur. Love it. Uh, So brushedstudios.com for more information. So this April 11th with you and your little one, you'll get an autographed book as well um, with the cost of uh, your canvas and all of your art supplies it's optional Uh, and then with Coolsore you will get a Coolsore shirt respective of your sorority and we have the sizes on brushstudios.com so that you can choose your size accordingly let's have some fun and uh, let's network uh, as well loving it loving it loving it okay so today we are joined by Adia May she is an entertainment attorney she is in Los Angeles she's from Chicago she went to Howard University she pledged Alpha Kappa Alpha at Howard University in spring 1996 really 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 compelling story uh, that I know many of you will resonate with especially if you have had a parent who has suffered from or who has dealt with mental illness 
that in learning how to meditate and that in taking chances uh, when no one else thought that you could do it. All of those things. You know, we have these great long form interviews that are here to inspire and here for you to become better from what you hear. So I hope you enjoy this amazing conversation. It's called If You Can Look Up, You Can Get Up with a DMA. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all. I am a cool soror of What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali welcome to another edition of the cool sore podcast and yes we are back I'm so happy to be back this is our second week after our official return you know I said guys God will give you that reset that you need and this is the one that I needed to get back going with what I truly love to do which is long-form interviews with amazing people because each of us has a story and I'm really happy to have this amazing woman joining us today Adia Z. May. She is the lead attorney for commercials group at WME Beverly Hills, California. She's the first female African-American lawyer in the Beverly Hills office. So we're happy to have her. But she does so much more than that. That is just her current title. Adia, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Rashad. I am well under the circumstances. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you are a cool soror of... Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So you're in Los Angeles right now. Um, How are things going with you with this social distancing, quarantine, and having to be a whole attorney at the same time? You know, I see it in a few ways. One, it's a welcome, for me, a welcome sit down. Mm Mm-hmm sit down, be still. I'm constantly on the go or, you know, there's always something and I'm rarely, I'm at home maybe uh, 20% of the time. I'm always going. And I think it's a good time. I know, in fact, it's a good time to reset and to, well, I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We don't have a choice, but um, really being present. And that's what I was working on. I was trying to work on that this year. That was one of my goals to be present. So this is an opportunity for me to, to try to do that. Right. And, but at the same time, I am still working. And so, um, although our business has slowed, uh, like many other, the economy has slowed for COVID, but, um, it's still moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, I'm thankful for that. And I see, you know, it's interesting because at this time, no one could have ever imagined that we'd be sitting where we sit now. Yes. And how do you make it right through times that seemingly are super dark? Yes. Uh, very scary and people don't know what to what to look to yeah. or for hope mm-hmm. of course uh, if you believe in god god is uh, our source and supply but um you know maintaining daily those emotions that we feel natural human emotions what's going to happen we don't know yeah 
Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's the part that I try to you know, I face it, but I also uh, happily avoid it as well because I want to try to stay in a happy space. And I think, uh, you know, for folks like you and I, we try to do that. I, I mean, I just received an email from, I guess, uh, one of your meditation coaches or that you sent. Yes. Yeah. So yes. so yes. is that how you, when you said you wanted to start the, the year, like being present, is that yes. how you started, like learning how to meditate? I started learning. I just started last year, actually, in May. And it, I've been trying to I did like the certain meditation, little uh, mindful meditation. It wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have to really commit uh, because I'm, I'm wanting to do this. But if I don't commit, it's not going to happen. So uh, Light Watkins is a Vedic meditation teacher, an excellent teacher and has classes around the world. And I said, I'm going and I yes. signed up and I went three days uh, and I learned how to meditate. And that is a saving grace for me. Yes. Uh, every day since then, I meditate two times a day, uh, 20 minutes each time. Oh, wow. Scheduled in my calendar. And I, I am strict about it. Yes. <laughs> when I wake up, <laughs> uh, I meditate. And then at 4.30, around 4.30 every day is in my calendar to meditate. Yes, and yes. I, and, yeah. That's good. That's good. So how um, were you able to find the type of meditation that worked for you? Because, you know, when you first started, you were like, ah, this isn't working for me. How were yeah. you able to tap into the one that worked for you? I just, I kept hearing about uh, his meditation classes and I got the newsletters and I was, I was intrigued and it just was a matter of, okay, let's commit to this one. Um, because I kept wanting to do it and I just didn't, I didn't activate myself. Right. So it was kind of like, this must be the one because I kept hearing about it and I followed on social media and that, that kind of sent me to Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. So let's go back. If you're from Chicago originally, and yes. you decided to go to Howard. Uh, was it something in your upbringing that attracted you to HBC, HBCUs? Or what was it that drew you to the Howard University? So the long story short is, <laughs> <laughs> my, so my, my grandmother was in the School of Nursing at Howard, uh, back when it was Friedman School of Nursing. And so I knew about Howard from her. Uh, but also I knew about HBCUs, you know, growing up in Chicago, it was, it's very much like HBCUs are, are, uh, present there yeah. in terms of alumni. We have so many people from, you know, your school, FAMU mm-hmm. and Hampton and Spelman and Morehouse and eight, all those places. Right. So we were in my high school, I went to Whitney Young high school oh. and we were all like the dog. Yeah. I'm a yeah. 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 Come <laughs> you know, on. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Then you had to go to an so, HBCU. You, know, you went you know. to Whitney Young. Right. <laughs> Michelle Obama with them, you know. Right, right. So we we were like, we're going. Like it was no, it wasn't like what's that. So right. it was a matter of which one. Um, and so that's what led me to Howard. And I'm so glad I went to Howard University. And I'm so glad I chose an HBCU. And people to today, every day, um, I'm I'm impacted by yes. my HBCU experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should say I'm able to make an impact uh, and also impact it. But being in the in the business that I'm in and, you know, this entertainment business in this space, we um, we have incredible 
need for voices. Yes. Okay, to speak about from our perspective, authentically, truly, and um, educating people. And I feel like I'm empowered to do so. I'm yes. empowered to do so. Just I'm I'm a black woman, um, and but the HBCU experience solidified it like stamped it it was yeah. like boom you know it's that stamp and so i can walk into rooms i can uh be confident about you know who i am and what i represent every day yes. and I, I i am able to move through situations and not be as rattled mm-hmm. I think. yeah um, <laughs> right <laughs> we, all, we all get rattled every yeah. day but but I don't know. It's that you know you. We've been through. We've been through the fire. Yes. We've been through the the HBCU that and that bond that we have, and and that reminder. We saw that every day. All of these people, and at that time, you don't appreciate it. But boy, do you appreciate it Man, when you leave. And what? Woo! It is Man. the most amazing experience that I could have. I would not be the woman I am today had I not chosen Florida A&M University, an HBCU. And I was just cr- cleaning out my garage this, uh, over the past weekend. My line sister came over because she's like the organizer uh, between the <laughs> two of us. And just going back, and I literally saw my letter that I sent to Jackson State University because I only applied to HBCUs. And I'm just like, wow, look at wow. look at all of this. But because my parents both went to Delaware State, so all they preached was HBCU. So that's all I knew. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just so thankful for the rich experience, just like you are. And we could go on and on about the rich experience from HBCUs. But I know that you encounter so many people that are like, Howard University, now tell me where that is. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, of course yeah. we don't, but a lot of, a lot of yeah. folks will question your credentials, especially where you are now. Has that mm-hmm. happened? So I can, I will say it has happened, but we have a presence in this business. Yes, of course. And you, your people are here. Yes. Okay. Robin, Will Packer, all the, we have, we are, we've made strides, but there's more to be done. There's more to be done. And I am an advocate of pulling those that are coming behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come on, y'all. It's space for you. We need, we need you. We need your voice. We need everything that you bring, all of that talent, all of that energy, that heart. We need that so that we can move this forward. And we have work to do. Yes. We have a lot of work to do. Right, right, right. So being in the position that you're in, what exactly are you responsible for at this huge talent agency? Yes. I mean, so many people know about WME and like what you guys stand for and like actors and, and talent want to be a part. Like, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I mean, I have an agent now, but when you think big agency, you think of yours. So what, what exactly does your job entail? The great question. So day to day, it, it, um, no day is the same, I know. but <laughs> Uh, but that's what makes it fun and interesting. But generally speaking, I am tasked with, number one, servicing my internal clients, which are the agents of William Morris, specifically the commercials agents who handle deals such as brand, what we call brand deals, where brands are wedded with talent, okay. whether that is a, whether that is an actor and, or an athlete or a chef, uh, you name it. 
we do that. Wow. We also do deals that are uh, where talent endorses um, products, mm-hmm. services, etc. So, for example, uh, I did um, early on when I came to the agency, and I've only been there since July, July eighth of last year. So oh, I wow. started. Okay. Yeah, so I'm still um, in my first year, but I did Odell Beckham Juniors. I, I worked on that deal with he and Pedialyte. Um, oh wow! Which was, yeah, which was which was a tough deal, but we made it through. But I think you know, and that's that's an example of an unorthodox, I suppose, um, arrangement. Um, Pedialyte's children's seen as a children's yeah. brand. Um, but Odell drinks it, um, and he's a fan of it. So there was a there was a marriage there. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I get to work with um, also proactively keeping my agents abreast of what's going on in our in in the business and that affects them. So SAG issues come up. Yeah. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. Uh, then we will have you know FTC. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, um, because when you do posts, when you see talent doing posts and they're paid to yeah. uh, endorse something, you have to put hashtag ad, yep. right? You know, that, yeah, yeah. I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, you know all about it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Right. So, so all of those things, um, you know, come into play. And um, like, for example, I was just random things. I was in my office. This happened maybe a month ago now. And, you know, I was doing whatever, looking at something. And I looked up. And Halle Berry walks by my office. Oh, oh. Like, how, how did you not fan out? Like, how'd you I keep did, it together? Oh, she saw, my mouth dropped open. Oh, Rashad, I was like, what? And I'm not, like, usually like that, but it's Halle Berry. And she smiled graciously. And I, I said, I should say something. I should get up and say something. And I, I got up. And I was so like shell shocked. I went to the hallway and she was all the way down, almost at the elevator shaft. Right, and right. I regret I should have gone up to her and greeted her and right. let her know, you know, I'm here, et cetera. But, right. but she saw you. She saw you she in saw the me. office. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you, you know, yeah. that's one thing about, I think, talent is that they're very perceptive, especially when we see people that look like us. I hope that we are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so prior to this gig, was this yes. the gig that you like stepped out on faith and said, "I'm going to LA with with no job"? Was this was this that opportunity, or you you've been in LA for quite some time? No, I've been here for s- almost seventeen years. This is like um, this is after many years. Um, that opportunity that you're you're talking about was the Screen Actors Guild. Okay. That was the that was the door opening up for me. Yes. Like I was knocking on the door. I kept knocking, knocking, knocking. I couldn't get in, Rashawn. I was like, I gotta get in. I gotta get in. <laughs> I understand. <And> so my, <laughs> I just kept I, because I saw the vision. It was clear as day. I know that's it, it was clear in my mind. My mind. And so I said, the only way I could do this is if people know that I want to do this. I have to make noise. I have to get on the radar. It's not about, you know, who who you know. It's about who knows you. Who yes. can say, you know, I met this young sister. She is, you should talk to her. Mm-hmm. She's got her head on straight. She's and she I think she'll be good for you should consider her. So that was my goal. I would volunteer at like these little conferences because I said, well, if I can get in the room, right. you know, I just need to be present. Yes. Let me be, 
if I can get in the room, then I can make connections with people that are doing what I want to do. And mm-hmm. that's, that was my, that was, I just kept doing that. And I kept talking to people and that led me to the Screen Actors Guild in a non-attorney role. Oh, really? Role. Yep. Just to get in. To see, that's like, the sacrifice people don't understand. Yeah. They don't understand that no. sacrifice. What did it do? I mean, what was it for you that you knew you had to make that sacrifice? Not even being in the role that you had a degree for, a degree yes. in. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> well, I think because I knew that you can't get from A to Z without all the letters in between. And, and just because... I did, I do something that is not exactly the step that you think will get you where you need to go. That doesn't mean it won't lead there. Right. Because it's not a straight line all the time. It's zigzagged. Yes. But if you stay aligned with your goal, I just said, well, I'm doing a business representative position, which by the way, oh my God. So I went from an associate at a very big law firm which I was paid six figures at the time. That was a job to have, but I hated that job. Ooh, I was like, your soul wasn't right. Oh, my soul. I had a lot of, yeah, it was manifesting in other ways physically. Yep. It was bad. Yeah. And I said, if I don't get out of here now, I will be stuck here. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I left the, uh, the firm that I was at. Um, they It was a great, firm right they were night they they helped me I summered at that firm so no diss to that firm but I had to make a choice from me from my soul from my my uh destiny that was a destiny choice and I was scared Mm -hmm. and I was um yeah it was hard yeah (laughs) very hard yeah Uh, but but I I took the SAG job because I was like, well, this is the Screen Actors Guild. This is the largest union in the country for talent. Mm -hmm. I want to be a talent attorney. I want to work as an entertainment lawyer. This makes sense. Yeah. Let me get in the door and then let me find a room in the house. You know, I just, I was like, if I get in, I can move around. And that was the start of it. And that was in, uh, that was in 19, sorry, sorry. That was in 2003. Five. Okay. I got to say. And now 15 years. I moved to L.A. Yeah. in three. So, yeah. Just young, just young and just ready young. To, to make it happen. But you look at you. Look how God led Ooh. you there and, and look where you are now. What do you attribute to that work ethic and that determination and that I'm going to make it no matter what? You attribute that to a lot of the things that you may have gone through in your childhood. I mean, how did it manifest in that way? So there are, there are many, many ingredients that went into my quote unquote success. Uh, I had a very strong uh, grandparental unit uh, and my, my parents divorced, but my mom had bipolar, Mm. is bipolar Mm -hmm. and it manifested when I was about, I'd say six, around sixth grade. Oh, wow. And at that time, you know, people weren't talking about Mm-mm. mental illness. Mm-mm. Nobody said anything. Oh, you know, she's good. You know, she just blew a crank. You know, people, did, it was like brushed under the rug. And so it was, she was shamed. I was very ashamed of it. 
um, you know, and at that age, you don't, your parent, you know, you're looking to them. Uh, and my mom, I will say this, my mom did, for all that she had to deal with, she did an excellent job with my sisters and I. Mm -hmm. We were in, you know, Girl Scouts, drama, uh, ballet, you name it, we were in it. She right. had us active and we had a discipline. I think my drive comes from all of the, the, the schedule. I had things I had to do, right? And so I knew, and it, I didn't have a choice <laughs> in a map. It was like, this is what you're going to do. Um, and it was every Saturday and Sunday. So I had some structure there. But I think, you know, my mother's illness and seeing that uh, and having to make decisions, my sisters and I at different times made some very adult decisions. Yeah, at a young age. At a young age. So mm -hmm. I've seen some very, very depressing times, been through de depressing times and was down, like down, mm -hmm. where I could not, I didn't think I could get up, but I could look up. Mm -hmm. I would look up and I would say, God, I know you see me here and I know you hear me. And if you can, I, I, I know if you can look up, you can get up. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to stay down for long. Wow, wow, wow. I had to stay down though. The, the, there, is a, there is a requirement in life. You have to get down mm -hmm. to come up mm -hmm. because you can't sustain the high if you haven't had the low. Man, what? You got to know the difference. Got to know the difference. Yep. You got to know the difference. And you can only learn that through it. Yes. You have to go through it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. And and those times where I had to deal with my mom's illness, that prepared me for this. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood. Mm, it's nothing. You know, I, it's nothing. I mean, you know. It, I mean, it's, I hear you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Relatively speaking, I've seen some stuff. You know, you. So I have my I have a strong sense of self. I have a strong sense of who I am, uh, my purpose. A lot was poured into me. A lot of the village poured into my myself and my sisters so, so much. And my mom used to write me letters in college. Like my mother was a big motivator. Uh, she had a letter. She put uh, um, notes in my lunch, our mm -hmm, lunches. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, if I could be half, you know, the, a mother, as she was, she she was very intentional. She told us you could. She told us you could do anything. Mm -hmm. So that also, I heard that and I believed it. And there was no doubt in my mind um, that I wouldn't achieve. And at nine years old, I knew I was going to be a lawyer. My father uh, was a lawyer. Is a lawyer. Okay. So I saw him. So seeing him, but. I just, it was in me. It right. just, and I'm so, a nerd. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> even in the midst of, you know, you facing her illness, there was so much. Because, I mean, as a child, you're 11 years old and you're, you're realizing something, quote unquote, isn't right. But at the same yeah. time, she's like the best mother ever. So I know it was like just that duality that you had to deal yeah. with and embrace. Yes. How did you, how did she eventually embrace, okay, there is a disorder and get help. And how were you and your sisters able to see that and watch her get better? So it took her a long time to accept her illness. Mm -hmm. It took her really until 
she eventually, um, I moved her here to get her treatment at UCLA hospital. They have a great, great hospital, psychiatric hospital, top in the nation. And once she got here and got that help there, she started to kind of get it and think, and I think she made up, she made a choice. Like I'm going to take this medication. I'm going to, you know, I want to live mm-hmm. in a way that that is um, uh, full, and um, you know, she. I think age and just she she got to a point where she was tired of that, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, therapy and all these things. So, and I I go to therapy every month. Me right? too. And, and I talk about it. I tell mm-hmm. everybody it's it's no different than we go to the doctor, mm-hmm. right? We we get checkups. This is a re- this. This mental health is a requirement, yes, and it particularly is. now, yes. particularly now, and you don't have to physically go into uh, an office. It's telehealth. I have I talked to my therapist on on um, you know, yeah, Skype. I got one tomorrow at twelve o'clock, yeah. <laughs> right. and she's great. Right. So you know, and I t- I counsel people for a living, so it you know, <laughs> so I need to. It's good to have that too because people look to me for advice, but I need advice myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I need help. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think you have. To, my mother made a decision, and um, and we and I was an advocate for her. Yes, I was an advocate. Yes. I supported her. I made sure I asked the doctors a lot of questions. You know. Uh, and was on top of it. Right. And so, and NAMI, the National Association of Mental Illness, I went to a chapter meeting uh, here um, years ago. And that's uh, here, I, that was how I was able to get resources to yeah. help her better here yes. because I'm not from here and I, I didn't know, you know, resources here for right. um, the situation. Yeah. So that's amazing. And she just recently celebrated her 70th birthday. Yeah. Healthy, happy, whole. Yes. That is a beautiful thing. Uh, Last question about this area of your life. Um, And you have already, you know, said it. How are you making sure that you and your sisters and people in that bloodline are making sure that you all are on top of your mental health as well? I see what you're doing, the meditation twice a day, the therapy, but you're making sure that you're, you're, you're checking out for every, all those things that could potentially happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think we're, we're probably more, we're heightened, (laughs) we're more in tune with that because we've been through through trauma, uh, mm-hmm. young. Uh, so we all are invested in that. Okay, um, good. And I think, you know, I have to be, I have to guard my, uh, set boundaries, mm-hmm. guard my mental health. Uh, say, I say no a lot, <laughs> uh, self care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I schedule that in my, in my day, uh, from acupuncture to, you know, meditation to yoga. I'm a big yoga, high yes, yoga person. Yes. And all of that, I don't just wake up like, you know, people say, I wake up like this. No, I don't. I work like at this. this. I work at this. Yes, yes. And I'm intentional about my health. I, I try, I eat uh, a diet that's predominantly, I say vegan-ish. Mm-hmm. I still eat fish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. um, but, I, and I'm 44. Mm-hmm. And so, I can't play around uh, with health. And my mother has been, you know, she's very much into her on her health as well. So I look at her as an example, like she takes tons of vitamins or I take tons of vitamins. You know, I got a bag with vitamins. every day. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, that's what you have to, but you have to do that because I want to make sure that I'm doing my part. God's going to do his part. Amen. 
But I want to do my part to make sure that I am able to be the best idea I can be and, yeah. to, and to carry out what I'm here to carry out. Absolutely. What does your name mean? So my name is Swahili mm-hmm. and uh, Adia means gift from God and Zari means beautiful. So my name in Swahili is beautiful gift from God. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a Thank great you. name. What a great person. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So while you were getting your degree at Howard University in the spring of 1996, you became a member of the Alpha chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? You know what? It was a mutual thing. Yes. I, uh, I, I was in class actually with one of my now big sisters. I was in, in a chemistry class by the way i was a i was a uh civil engineering major i never wanted to be an engineer what? but girl my mother was pushing me to be an engineer mm-hmm. long story but and i i went along with it but i transferred out of the school of engineering and switched to school b but my freshman year i had a chemistry class and my now big sister was in it and i would see her come into class i'm like wow she's I want to be like, you know, like, you know, you see somebody else like, hey, right, right. Yeah, I was like, she lied. Let me, um, yeah. So, but I was already, aka, I knew, you know, I was intrigued by it um, before then. But when seeing her, I was like, yep. And she, we happened to be in a safe study group, and she kind of took a liking to me. And then we, she was just like, you should come to our program. I was like, okay, right, (laughs) right. And she, she really helped me. a lot and um she's a she's a a great physician now but mm-hmm. um yeah yeah that that's was awesome and of course my 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 dear friend and your line yes. sister Inga yes is, Inga. Is, yes, yes. Is, uh, yes oh man I just I'll never forget the first day I met Inga it was Boule I think 1996 and I saw this oh, wow. this old light-skinned girl with this house red red ain't what I said I said who that is I don't want to know her <laughs> <laughs> so literally that's how we met it was so funny but yeah that's good stuff and I know you know Alpha obviously has such a rich history and I know you and your line sisters are still very very close and uh, yes. that, it's, a, it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing I think you know with Cool Sora we, we try to highlight sisterhood amongst all four of us so uh, you know I'm just so grateful to be able to, to share this platform with so many amazing women like you and it's significant that your number you share the same number as your Alpha Chapter Sora Kamala Harris. What's yes. that like having that honor? <laughs> oh my gosh, girl! Even prior to like, her presidential run, right? Yeah, prior, prior yeah. to, and since I'm in in LA in California, when she was running for attorney general, you know, I got a chance to work on her campaign, okay. uh, and so that's when I first started to get to know her. And she was always, you know, happy to see me. Uh, how you doing? Very, very. Um, very caring and yeah. so it was great to to see her early on and I'm very proud of her and her run yeah. and uh I don't think we've seen the end oh, of I already know we have her journey yeah. uh, at all yeah we, uh, yeah um, more to come but she's I remember I have a, so there's a there's a Martin Luther King uh parade was it the parade or it was the taste of soul okay when she was running for senate I happened to be at the taste of soul. I was like, let me just go roll through here and walk around. See what's happening. She, <laughs> she was walking around with like she was campaigning. And she saw me. I just I said, hey, hey, Sora, come on. Hey, number. And she was like, hey, she was like, come on, come walk with me. I was like, oh, OK. Right. So you can't say no. 
Right. So I was, yeah. So that's, yeah. But that's how she is. Yeah. She loves Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Yes, she does. And uh, we love her. Absolutely, so. we do. Absolutely, we do. I think we all do. I mean, we, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's, the thing that she's, the things that she's, that she's doing is just, uh, yes. they're just outstanding, outstanding. You know, one of the quotes that you um, have mentioned is that you can have it all, but not at the same time. Attorney Nina Shaw is one of the mantras, I, I suppose, that you, that you live by. Uh, yeah. W- w- what do you have right now that you're most proud of? I have a lot of gratitude for the blessings that I'm sitting in. I'm mm-hmm. so thankful. Yes. Um, I have my health. Amen. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I have my family and friends and, and I have joy. Mm. And I know that's odd to say at this time. What I mean by that is externally there's chaos. Yes. But in my heart and soul, I have joy. Amen. So that's what I have right now. Yes. I have joy too, Adia. I really do. And I was talking to my therapist. I was like, when is the, when is it going to, when is this going to stop? And she was like, it is your responsibility to stay right here and keep doing the things that you are doing to stay right there. It is difficult. And sometimes, yeah. you know, with, uh, with all that I, we all have going on, you're just like, wow, how are we going to come out this out of this on, on, on the right side yeah. of joy or the right side of happy, but it's our decision to do that. And we can't let the media and all these other things that we can become that will just really infiltrate and you become inundated by like everything, but yes. it's our responsibility to, to, to maintain and to allow the joy to seep in every single day. That's, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Before I let you go, what is your definition of cool? My de- definition of cool is just, <laughs> you know what? Being happy with yourself. Mm. That's cool to me. Like all the other stuff, like try- just be you. Yeah. That's cool with me. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that takes, that has taken me some time to get there. Man, what? Uh, And I'm happy to be here. Me too. I'm happy to be here. Because the honey, it's tough. Honey, it's tough, man. Boy. Come on. Come on. That thing, it don't come overnight, does it? (laughs) No, it don't. It does not come overnight. (laughs) My goodness. How can people follow you and find out more information about what you're doing and just love on you? My social handle is at A-Z-M-E-S-Q. That's, and that's on, Yeah, that's, that's my initial. That's on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me there. And uh, I'm on social media. So good, 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 good. Well, stay encouraged. Continue Thank to do you. what you do with your big time job. But most <laughs> importantly, continue to uh, make sure those non-negotiables stay in place. Oh, yeah. Including your meditation <laughs> twice a day and your and your uh, vitamins and all of that good stuff. Yes. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you uh, sharing you. your time and your story. Uh, with us today because uh, that's what it's all about it's about you know encouraging someone else when people hear this interview you never know who you will um, inspire by your story Uh, especially you know about your mother and just taking that leap of faith in LA in 2000 what 2003 yeah 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 that's a big deal so Adia 
Thank you. I appreciate you, you and you take good care of yourself. You too. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. Adia May, everybody. Hey, I'm Adia May. I'm an entertainment attorney and I'm a cool soror of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yeah.